Good evening, and welcome to Progressively Horrified, the show where we hold horror to standards it absolutely never agreed to. <laughs> Hey guys, and welcome to a special episode of Progressively Horrified. Uh, we have some special guests with you today for this very important day. Of course, we have, as usual, uh, my co-host Ben Kahn. But joining us today as well, we also have Ben's co-writer, Rachel Silverstein, and their illustrator, Sam Beck, as we're going to talk about Renegade Rule, which is on shelves in comic book stores today. So tell me, guys, are you excited? We are this book. Not at all. <laughs> I'm really excited. I bet. I, I'm excited about this. I join you today as a guest. Hello. Yes. <laughs> it's all all in my control now. Um, oh, man. Uh, no, we have been working on this. God, Rachel, when did we start? Like 2018? 2018. I think we started yeah. working on it. So it is complete and it is out in stores. Uh, in comic stores and it'll be coming out in bookstores over the next couple weeks and we are just real happy to finally have it out there in the world yeah hell yeah so so, uh of course you know everybody who's listening to the podcast will be familiar with ben's voice uh rachel and sam uh sam you did a an episode with us but it hasn't come out yet that'll be out about the time that this comes out in bookstores um but would the the two of you mind introducing yourself tell everybody who you are and what you do Go ahead, Rachel. Sure. Okay. Uh, I'm Rachel Silverstein. I am the co-writer of Renegade Rule. This is my first comic book publication, so I'm really excited about it. And there are more exciting things to come, hopefully, with the rest of my comic career soon. So fingers crossed. Uh, I just graduated law school. Hell yeah. I just graduated law school. I had my graduation a couple days ago, which was exciting. Congratulations. And I am currently studying for the July bar. So that's where I'm at. That the July bar sounds way more fun than I know it is. Yeah, I know it's a bar oh, yeah. I I know it's a grueling, nightmarish exam of intricate legalese. But if someone said, "Hey, want to go to the July bar?" I'm like, "That sounds amazing! Hell yeah, I want to go to the July bar." You should come see how it is. Yeah, it definitely like, <laughs> like definitely I sounds like you float time. up to take the exam on a pool float, right? I'm like, I, can, oh, I feel like I could definitely get mimosas <laughs> at the July bar. <laughs> well, that's awesome. And so so no small feat, uh, you know, going through law school and doing comics at the same time. Um, you know, two things that most people can't do one of. Um, that's because Rachel's fucking awesome like that. Yeah. So as, as you, you mentioned, you. you guys have been working on this for quite a while now. I, I think... Having observed a lot of it secondhand, the process is pretty ne- unique. Do you guys mind telling us a little bit about how this came to be? So we almost kind of did it, I guess, more as a two-person like writer's room, more like TV style of co-writing than you get in uh, most comics co-writing. So we were either in the same room or vid calling uh, throughout every single part of the writing process. So like every... Like panel description, every line of dialogue was us bouncing like it off each other and like reading out loud in real time. My immediate feeling was in the same room. What a concept. 
again, yeah, that's, right? where you, that's where you get that we started in like we had all of 2019 to like be places was wild. It was uh, yeah, halcyon no, days of going out. Well, we wrap this up. Um, I think like we pretty much finished the book in mostly like late 2019 and then yeah. everything 2020 happened. And now the book's coming out today. I think the fact that you two are in the same room discussing like this script and talking it through really shows up in like the actual dialogue in the book because it's so conversational and so much fun to read. Like it doesn't feel unnatural at all. Like it feels like you're listening to a bunch of friends talking. I think that just goes to show like how you two are like great friends and know how to have funny and good conversations. so much of the dialogue we always say was just us like trying to either one up each other or just make the other one laugh yeah yeah that's that's great i think it really shows through um i mean you've you've given some version of the pitch a a bunch of times on the show um you know it's about a, a group of friends who are uh playing in the sort of championship tournament of a a vr game in the future um I guess pretty pretty near future sci-fi, um, but they're all uh, all younger queer women on this as well. Um, yeah, I'd say firmly in the new adult genre or like the age group. Like really, that I think that to publisher speak it. I I know specifically because we have the same agent that she just like made a loud noise about the term new adult. <laughs> <laughs> she did she, anytime i've said the the two words new and adult even like within five words of each other it's like oh, it's not a genre <laughs> <laughs> they made it a genre <laughs> they made it a genre when they refused to publish ya protagonists over the age of 17 it's a uh, it's why is a wild field um what uh what made you guys decide that uh, this was the, I, I guess, what about this pitch was it that you guys decided like this was the one you wanted to pursue? This was the thing you wanted to see get out there. I, I'm Rachel. What, I mean, you know, I think it was just so much fun to work on it together. And I really wanted to have that collaboration, but also it's the chance to work on, you know, just a book that was just so fun to work on and was just so unapologetically queer as well. And just actiony. Definitely. Yeah, I, I think one of the things that that stands out about it is it's it's very both unapologetically queer and casually queer. Like it really doesn't seem to feel like it has to prove anything, which is a, a nice a nice change of pace. I think from uh, some stuff that you know, I feel like a lot of publishers they're like, well, if we're going to do something gay, it better be real gay. <laughs> and yeah, you know. We- it was definitely kind of real life is I feel like it was definitely kind of a conscious decision to set this after all of their coming out like their various coming outs and I guess queer origin stories (laughs) is that why queer people love comics is we all have origin stories that makes sense (laughs) Um, and really just let them be just as unapologetically queer as all of my queer friends are and me and Rachel tend to be and just let that shine through the characters and just let the plot focus on uh, really just letting them go through this whole gaming tournament and have this crazy sports movie story. Yeah, and it's 
it's a lot of fun. I mean, I, I think I first encountered it as just sort of the, the first issue when you guys just had that and you were, uh, you know, walking it around, showing it off to folks um, before it was officially, I think, being published anywhere. Um, and I, I fell in love with that first issue right away. Um, the, I think the, the characters in this really shine out. Um, you have, you know, four main protagonists who are all part of this, this sort of team. Um, Amanda Cassidy is the, the captain. She's definitely... If there is a protagonist of this book, it's definitely her, um, you know, because I think a lot of it centers around her personal trials. But you also have, you know, Tanya, who's the the tank, and Sasha, who's the healer, and, and Jesse, who's the sniper, and they all have very distinct, like not only just jobs in the game, but also like personalities as as characters in the world and uh, as as queer people as well. Are these characters necessarily people that uh, you identify with? Is there is there one particular character that each of you feels like, oh yeah, that's that's me in this group? I always definitely feel like, Tanya for me. I always felt uh, pretty like Jesse. I think I I can identify as Tanya, but like I I've said this on other interviews before. I love Sasha so much. Like my favorite i wish i could be her is is what i'm gonna say (laughs) definitely wanted to put like different aspects of gaming and sport and competition into them like uh so you know everyone who's ever been playing co-op or really being playing any kind of multiplayer game where you feel like your like your team is not holding up their end should and is just dicking around should uh relate to how sasha tends to play someone who's ever had a game that they're more into all the lore and the fandom than the game itself. Like kind of Tanya's our character for that. For everyone who just wants to get really high and dick around, like <laughs> Jesse's the love letter to that way of playing. And then Amanda's kind of, you know, personally, like I love exercise, working out, just like that real thrill of competition, that anime wanting to be the best, like just trying to put uh that honest to goodness enjoyment of training and competing uh, into Amanda. Yeah, I, I really appreciate that. That I can recognize all of these characters. I mean, Amanda does very much feel like a like a sports manga protagonist. Like, you know, she she wants to be the very best, like no one ever was. Um, the line I <laughs> like to use is that even though it's all about like them and a VR shooter, it's way more haiku than it is Sword Art Online. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like Jesse was the character that like, definitely I, I don't see myself as a Jesse, but that was the character that I was immediately like, ah, I love her. She's ridiculous. Because, <laughs> um, you know, we, yeah. we all have friends who just, uh, I mean, I, I went to college. I have friends who just like to get high and play Halo, you know? <laughs> I, I currently like to get high and play Halo. It's a great time. <laughs> It's great game and a legal substance where I live. Yeah, I, I feel, I, I feel like, uh, I think there's a lot of us that have been uh, a Sasha at some point in our life, but be it on video games or just group projects where it's just like, what the fuck are the rest of you guys doing? Like, just pitch in, help out, do your job. If you even, even if you've just like been in a group project at school where you have to like, you're carrying too much of the slack. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it was really just all about trying to find different personalities that would just bounce off each other in fun ways and kind of embody different spirits. And then 
you know, just part of the appeal and fun of the gamer classes was that it gave them all very easily distinct uh, roles in the fighting and what, uh, you know, kind of each one was capable of in their strengths and weaknesses. Yeah, I really, I really appreciate, uh, I think anybody who's played enough uh, first person shooters will immediately recognize in the, the first scene, Jesse is uh, making it a point to shoot the traffic cone uh, so that she can, you know, just fuck with people. And I was like, oh, yeah, I, <laughs> I've been there. I've had those teammates. Um, you know, everybody else is like, I'm going to do it on the, uh, you know, on my own when we're not in the middle of a fight. But somebody always wants to play with the fucking traffic cone. Fucking physics engine. Someone got to mess around with it. Just see what the game. How are you going to break the game if you don't play with it? And you break the game and it somehow works every time. That's Jesse. That is Jesse, just not playing <laughs> by any rules. I mean, there's brief spoilers, but her big shining action moment is using her sniper rifle as a baseball bat. <laughs> yep. Like and our I, close uh, range, our complete close range sniper. I really enjoy uh, <laughs> Jesse's relationship. Do you guys want to talk a little bit about about uh, their romantic relationship? Rachel, you want to say? I mean, yeah. So. I love Jesse's boyfriend and we know his name. No one else knows his name. <laughs> There's like a hint. I think I can count like besides the three of us, maybe one other person who knows his name. And we, I think that was at least for me, one of my favorite jokes in the whole book was we, uh, we had a name for him. And then the longer we went realizing that we didn't put his name, like actually mentioned in the script, like a character saying it we were like oh well now he just he just doesn't have a name now the more he kept appearing and we just didn't get around to naming him, the more it's like we locked ourselves into committing to this joke yep uh, i was no. i was seriously reading through the pdf like yesterday and i got to the sentence where this was revealed i'm just like wait we we don't mention his name <laughs> like, <laughs> me having read the scripts multiple times was like well Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think it was fun, um, you know, with the, all the various romances going on. I think it's always fun just having one. I think it was fun just having one character kind of already be in a couple. And I don't know. I always just love the super lovey-dovey couples. Those are just fun for me, I think. Like, I think they're always just cute. And it was also definitely... Um, you know, a way to um, really try to show a relationship between two uh, bisexual people of opposite genders, but really show how it's, how it's not, uh, it's still a very inherently queer relationship that just because it's a boy and a girl, they're both so queer and like that their queerness does not invalidate each other. It enhances each other. I really appreciate that because I, I, I think on the show we've talked a lot about, um, you know, the the way sort of bisexual characters are generally portrayed in movies. Um, specifically, I think in in our one specifically gay slasher, Hellbent, um, the you know, just sort of ravenous bisexual character in that, uh, and that like these characters are are shown as, you know, both being attracted to men and women, and like actually like together like checking out men and women but like it's never uh 
it's never a question of like whether they're you know not serious about each other like obviously they are um you know they just they just share this as part of their relationship yeah exactly just again like making trying to create a world or a cast of characters where queerness is just kind of in an inherent part of their friendships and relationships and again trying to move away from just like oh here's the group of characters and here's the queer character with their all straight group of friends that thing that totally happens in the real world and you know just trying to create you know hopefully just a reflection of some of like the queer friend groups that people have in re- their real lives yeah. did, did you I ever know. consider having a uh, you know just a token straight in there oh <laughs> not for one second it's <laughs> great um amanda's mom is straight <laughs> we think so uh maybe tell me a little bit about uh gabby martinez guys oh so, okay let me just say i loved uh sam your character designs for gabby because i remember when you first sent them to us i was like oh my god that's me i am gabby <laughs> and I, I was so excited and i was like one day when this book comes out and we can cosplay our own characters i'm gonna be a very short because i'm four foot eleven tiny gabby martinez and i'm so excited for that day to come one day gabby yeah oh my god no sam your art for gabby was awesome do you want to chime in with anything kind of like anything that influenced your designs or oh my my influence is that i made everyone hot and someone that i'd want to date so like that's (laughs) It's good influence. That's I like kind that. of how I Best design all, all my characters, and it applies to this book as well. <laughs> yes, it worked. I love it. It worked. I feel like Gabby was such a. I feel like that was like a real difficult, like a tightrope of a character sometimes because we wanted to, you know, both the rival and the love interest. So making them both a compelling rival without making them an unlikable love interest was always um a fine line to navigate when writing it yeah i I think it works really well because i think you know you you walk a fine line of uh you know they're they're trash talking they're you know good at what they're doing without ever like it it being like a mean or personal thing um which i i think works really well um i am curious i mean we oh go ahead we all know that. Oh, sorry. We all know, like in sports stuff, that like the main, like the protagonist and the main rival, like that's where all that good chemistry's at. That's what I tell you. Like, it's like they always be like, "Oh, it's just subtext." Like, and it's like now we're like, "What if that was for cowards?" Uh, yeah, um, I, I think that that comes across great. Um, so I did want to ask Sam, um, where where did you come into this process? What was the the thing that you you read in this that was like? You were like, I have to draw this now. Um, I, I think uh, both of you just kind of cold emailed me with the script. I don't think we had known each other previously, so this feels weird to think about that now. Um, but like when you sent the script, like I read through it and like I laughed out loud at it. And like I'm like, yeah, I gotta, I gotta draw this. This just sounds like a good time. I had just been doing a um, a comic that was like a high fantasy comic that was like kind of dark there's lots of like skeletons in it it was very serious and I'm like I I don't want to do this 
I want to do something that can be like bright and joyous and fun. Um, that's why I was like immediately like, yeah, let's let's do this. That was the name of the game with Renegade Rule. Yeah, that that absolutely yep. comes across both both in the writing and in your art as well. Um, did you have a, a favorite character, even you know, as you were designing him? There was there was there one that you're like, I I love <laughs> I love this girl. Um, I I think like Gabby is like my my kind of girl, but like like I said, like I just design characters that I find hot. That's the like guiding principle of character <laughs> I mean, design. For Gabby me. is. Gabby is absolutely the one I most like want asking me out on a date. Yeah, no, like, Gabby yeah, is like, charming. <laughs> Very charming. Um, That's because like, Gabby's the one we let be charming while Jesse's just shoving cocktail weenies into her mouth. <laughs> Very true. We, we get to see the uh, the other side of all the other girls and, and Gabby just gets to be very cool all the time. <laughs> yeah, because I think, uh, you know... <laughs> No, no reflection on anybody here personally, I'm sure, but everybody on the team is in their own way sort of a disaster. Um. <laughs> they sure are. Just a bunch of disaster gays. The old college disaster gays. I, I love um, the caption we gave everyone because like all the main girls get captions and then Gabby's the, uh, the only like supporting character that gets a caption and hers just better than you. And that was just our one ethos that, like, whatever Gabby's doing, she's better at it than you. Yeah, she's better dressed. She's sm- she's and she's gonna do it while being better dressed and being a smoother talker. Fantastic. Um, is it, do you guys feel like you want to do more with this universe, or you know, is this a one-off for you, or uh, how, how oh do you my feel about God, it? Yes, we we so want to do. We have plans. Another one. Fantastic. Yeah, that would be really cool. That would be just awesome. Let's well, like everyone has to buy this book so that we can make yes. another one, so, please. please. Yes. Buy it. And I apologize <laughs> for interrupting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, you know, that that's the thing, you know, if, if you want to see more stuff like this, it is a rarity in comics right now, but you can, as a person reading comics and buying comics, you can make that not so by buying stuff like this you know, at your local comic book shop or, you know, front, at your bookstore, if you don't have one online, if that's the only way you can read it. I mean, it's on, uh, it'll be on Comixology as well tomorrow, I believe, right? I believe so. If not, yeah. then uh, on the 15th. Yeah, yeah. assuming there's no more, <laughs> no more release weirdness, it should be out, uh, you know, the same time as, as uh, the book, uh, which, you know, will be today as you're hearing this. Um, or now, if you're hearing it later, it's already out. Um, and then, you know, in bookstores in a couple of weeks. So, uh, yeah, I mean, be sure and order it. If your comic book shop doesn't have it, ask them to order it. You know, Dark Horse will have more it just being released. So, you know, make a point of, of going out and specifically supporting, you know, queer creators making queer stories about queer characters. Because, I mean, that's, I think, something a lot of us want to see more of in comics, right? Yeah, I'd, I'd certainly <laughs> like to see it. And let me write them. Let me write more of the queer comics. Yeah. And ask your, your local library too, because I found out that mine actually is getting a copy of Renegade Rule. And I, that like made my whole day when I found that out. Yeah. Right. It's, supporting libraries is super important. So make sure to support your local library. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Whether or not you intend on buying the book yourself, 
definitely go to your local library and ask them to order it because you know they can that'll put copies on the shelves so that more people can discover it and that's more of this that, that gets out there um, and gets into the hands of, of you know people who might not see it otherwise there are a lot of people who don't go to comic shops who do go to libraries so um, and pick up something and even if not this pick up something from the library there's a lot of great <laughs> stuff there yeah it's awesome Hell libraries yeah. they rock yeah <laughs> two thumbs up <laughs> A huge congratulations to you guys on this book. I love it. I'm sure people listening, you know, our audience is definitely going to love it. Um, so hopefully, uh, hopefully in the future, we're you know back here talking about the the next volume of it, and you know we'll be we'll be seeing you guys uh, again come award season. Oh, <laughs> well, thank you. All right. Well, that's uh, that's it for today. Absolutely, as soon as you shut this off, go to the comic store, call the comic store, buy the book. Uh, you know, it's, it's great. They, you, you will not regret it. Um, but until, uh, until Friday with, when we come back with a new episode, everybody stay horrified. <laughs>